time to get on with the show. On 98.7 ESPN Radio. And a good afternoon, everybody. This is indeed the Michael K. Show. We thank you for joining us on this chilly Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Michael K., Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg with you until 6.30. Donnie's at the Garden today as he's doing play-by-play for tonight's Ranger game. So that's a good thing. As the Rangers try to extend their winning streak, they are at seven straight. Have not lost since the All-Star break. So let's see if Don could keep that mojo alive. It's on you, Don. It's all weird. on you. There's a, there's a roof. I, I feel claustrophobic. We went I know. It's weird, right? 80,000 people now down to 18,000 with a roof, and it's warm. Like, what's going on here? Very different vibe today than on Sunday. Well, I'm sure you'll do a great job with the play-by-play, <laughs> and well, we will tune in after our show for that. Um, let's start off with some football today, guys, because today's the first day that you can actually offer the franchise tag, and that goes through the beginning of March. Sure. And it looks as if the Giants have no intention whatsoever to offer the franchise tag to Saquon Barkley, which to me is is a little bit odd. Uh, I don't know if people feel the same way, simply because of the fact you didn't want to trade him. Now you don't want to give him the franchise tag, so you're essentially letting him go. So mm-hmm. doesn't that make it seem like well, you didn't – didn't you have a responsibility to trade him then? When the trade deadline, they didn't even listen to offers. And now you're deciding that you don't even want to franchise him at $12 million for one year, but you wouldn't have traded him. It doesn't make sense. I mean, they almost seem half pregnant with this. Do you want the guy or not? I keep hearing that you know running backs go downhill at the age of 27. He's 27, but he's certainly not beaten up because he's been hurt a lot. So it's not like he has a lot of mileage on the, on the tires. I, just, I don't get it. I don't understand oh. their thinking with Barkley. Well, it's but it's not half pregnant. It's I don't want him at, at twelve million dollars a year. I guess that's what it really comes down to. I guess is they believe that if they let him go and test free agency, that they believe they can get him at a cheaper price. And if not, then they're good to let him go. So yeah, we'd love to have him, but we don't want to have him at that price. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, it doesn't make that's sense to me. Then why didn't they trade him? They knew what they what, they, what it was going to cost them. They knew. Well, unless they're convinced that nobody else is going to give it to him, and then they'll be they'll be in competition to to land him. He says he wants to stay here, so if the price now is going to be where he gets offered, is it like eight, nine, ten million dollars? And they're like, okay, we'll do that. Then the thinking is, well, maybe we can keep him at, at a much lesser price than what the franchise tag would have, and maybe they can get him, you know, to uh, to agree to have more than one year and even less money per season. So I, I don't I don't know, Michael. It's clear that they want him, but they don't want him at the price that the franchise tag would cost. That's the only, the only thing you could say. That's it. Well, I think they, end, they might end up getting burned. The, the, the guy has consistently told them he wants to be here. So that takes yes. away some of his leverage, and I guess that's why they talk tough. But if he ends up with the Cowboys, is that going to be a good look for them, especially if the Cowboys beat them out and he has two great games against them, and one of those games is at MetLife? I mean, why play with a guy like this? I know the Giants have a lot of needs. I understand that. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on them to win this year. So if they, and I don't mean win the Super Bowl, but if they intend to win this year, you can't tell me that having Saquon Barkley doesn't make them a better team. It does. It just they, they in this analytic world, in this salary cap world, and certainly Joe Shane goes by that, is you don't spend a dime more than you think somebody is worth. And if they don't believe he's worth $12 million, then you look, you look elsewhere or you see if you can get him at a cheaper price. 
you know, I, I think that's all. Now, do I agree with that? Do I think they're a better team with Saquon Barkley in the backfield? I do. But if they don't believe he's worth that money and they think they can do better with that money, you know, spend someplace else. As you mentioned, they need a lot, Michael. They they don't they clearly don't have the weapons that we thought they had last year. And what are they going to do with quarterback? Are they going to go out and get a free agent quarterback? Uh, are they going to stick with Daniel Jones? They're, this offensive line needs to be better than it was last year. So if they feel that that two or three million dollars they can save, maybe even more than that, depending on where what direction they go at running back can be better spent someplace else. I, I guess that's their their opinion of it. Like to keep them, but not at the price that but the franchise it, tag will allow. It's interesting because it's sort of, in a weird way, like conversations about analytics. I understand their commitment to that number, Don, but I just think in the case of Saquon, again, I, I'm not saying I have the answer here, but I do think Saquon brings something to this team that goes oh. beyond needs on the football field. And, and I agree with you. That's why I would try to find a way to make something work. So I'm not defending my opinion. I'm just trying to defend theirs. Can you afford as a general manager to give out gold watches and worry about how the fans are going to feel about something, uh, worry about how it might affect uh, just the overall feel of the team outside the locker room? It's about how do I make the best team with the money that I have to spend? And if they believe that he's worth $8 million a year, say, Peter, then should they give $4 million more than they think he's worth just to make the fans happy? Uh, well, just to keep up appearances? Just well, to keep them away from the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, this is I guess this is where we live. Whether it's analytics or salary cap, Peter, it's you don't want to get in the habit of paying more than you think somebody is worth. But I don't think that this falls under the heading of giving a gold watch. Guy's 27. I mean, he, he is 27. He's not He's not like 31 years old. And I understand, you know, the, the trend starts to go down a little bit at 27. I get it. And as I mentioned earlier, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on the body because he's been hurt so much. Uh, listen, maybe the $12.1 million would be a lot, uh, but the, the, the cap has gone up $25 million this year because of the infusion of all the money with the new television deals. So it's $25 million higher than it was. I mean, did Dave Gettleman leave them in such a dire strait that they're still in salary cap hell? Huh. I mean, and also, had, this is the third year to climb out of it. And also, guys, when I, when I say gold watch, I guess a better phrase would be to pay for all of the things that benefit having Saquon Barkley as a giant that goes beyond the actual on the field. Like, the fans love him. There's a ton of 26 jerseys. He's a really good kid. You know, this is somebody that you kind of want in the room, leadership, all the things that I think the Giants benefit from that maybe a lot of other teams in the league would not benefit from. Kind of like what's going on, you know, with Pete Alonso. Like, but if you figured this is what he's worth, then you don't want to get in the habit as a general manager paying more for that. Now, as far as what he can accomplish, we're all basing this on the 9-7-1 season two years ago when he was a major reason why they stuck into the playoffs and won a playoff game. But when you look at his history here with the Giants, some of it spectacular, including being rookie of the year, has not really translated into this franchise being great. They've won one playoff game since he's been here. That's not his fault. But, you know, when you say they're better with him, maybe they look at it and go, all right, we can probably piece together a little bit of a better season with him. But if we could spread that money around and, do, and go in a different direction, we think for the long-term health of the franchise, we might actually be better off. Yeah, it, it does come down to this. I mean, yes, he's, he's a very good running back. I don't know if, if he's the top tier anymore, especially with the fact that he gets hurt so much. But how much is he worth as a player? And then how much is he worth to, quote-unquote, the giant way. 
and you know do things the right way and be a good representative of the giant shield. I mean, those are things that you have to come to grips with. And, you know, Joe Shane, I think Joe Shane is a guy who takes emotion out of it. But John Mara doesn't. John Mara shouldn't. So how much do you push them to give him a little bit more? Or do you just turn your back and walk away because he's just not that guy? I will tell Joe Shane and Brian Dable this. If they're going to stick with Daniel Jones as their quarterback and not have him have a dynamic running back like Saquon Barkley, there's a chance they go 7-10 and 10 this year. And if they go 7-10, and 10, well, at least Dayball probably is not going to be there. I don't say they have to make the playoffs, but they have well, to show market improvement over what they did last year. They have to. They do. But, but I, I also think, and this is why it's such an interesting conversation, because what was that 9-7-1 season? I'm starting to really think, Michael, they didn't believe what they saw. They don't look at it as we won a playoff game. We were close. I think they probably looked at that. You know, it's all part of the rebuild, but I, they probably look at that as kind of a fluke. And maybe they believe if they re-sign Barkley and, and try to make that season happen again, is that is that good for the long-term health of the franchise when then in 2025 they'll take another two steps back again? They are obviously trying to build something that is a lot more solid than sneaking into the playoffs and winning a playoff game and having things bounce your way to win nine games. I mean, they want to get to where the Eagles are. They want to get to where the Cowboys are, where they're winning 13, 14 games and competing for a championship. So if they believe that money could be spent to get to that point, I, I guess you don't worry about all the ancillary stuff. In a cap world, can you afford to do that? And and you, they did that with Eli. Remember when you let John Mara run the franchise? Well, we got to kick the can again for Eli Manning. We got to kick it down the road for him. And and they end up dugging themselves a huge, huge hole. I'm sure when Shane took over, he probably told Mara, "Listen, you got to let me do what I do here, and we, we can't let our heart get in the way of what's best for the long term of this franchise." You know, we 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 pretty much give Joe Shane not a pass because you know he inherited a bad situation, but the first mistake he made was not giving the, the fifth-year option to Daniel Jones. If you had done that, and then you had franchised him last year, you'd be out from under Daniel Jones now. You would. So they didn't give him the fifth-year option, and then they signed him to this contract, so they're $40 million in the hole right away going into this year. So that, that's why they're in the salary cap position they're in. That's not all on Gettleman. They decided not to give him the fifth-year option. And I could say, well, that spurred him on to have that good year where we went to the playoffs. But if what Don said is true... And it was a fugazi year, and you know everything went absolutely right when things could have like gone wrong, and they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Then what do you have here? Then, you know, Mike Tannenbaum, you know, let seen from you know when Harry met Sally in Katz's Deli. Uh, you know, I want what he's having because it, he, he now he's saying the Giants should trade up to the number one spot in the draft with the with the Bears and get Caleb Williams. I, I mean, Mike Mike is putting a lot of stuff out there, but if you're that far behind the eight ball with a quarterback, you know what? You're in bad shape. You're in bad shape. You're still a couple of years away. Now, obviously, you want to criticize them for not having the foresight to say, let's not give him the fifth-year option or let's give him the fifth-year option just to be able to see what he was going to do. They weren't sure. They were on the fence about it. And clearly, they were on the fence after the 2023 season, Michael, or after the 2022 season because they gave him a four-year contract at $40 million a year, but they gave themselves an out after two seasons. So... They didn't have a lot of options. They wanted to see Daniel Jones through, and then what ended up happening last year? But they played this wrong, got hurt. They played this wrong because if they they had franchised him last year, right, coming off the great year that he had the year before, then they see this, well, they're not in the hole, and they probably don't have to pay him 
$40 million if they decide to keep him. And if they had signed Saquon to a multi-year deal, they wouldn't be in the position they're in now. So they signed Daniel to this $160 million contract, which is essentially a two-year deal. But they are in the hole now with Daniel Jones. So they did not make good moves there. If they had somehow found a way to come to some sort of an agreement with Saquon Barkley or they actually did come to the conclusion, you know, he's not our guy. It's too much money and we're not going to bring him back. Then they could have franchised Daniel Jones and they would have been out from under that contract already. So a couple of bad moves right there. Not the fifth-year option and then not franchising him last year. You decide to franchise Saquon Barkley and you don't sign him to a long-term deal and you're in the same situation right now and you're going to franchise Daniel Jones again this year if, in fact, you want to take another kick at the can. So they have handled that wrong. Those two guys have really hamstrung them. It really is. It's two guys they inherited, two guys that the ownership likes, two guys that obviously do the right thing. But Shane and Dable, that's not a, you know a big check mark on their resume, the way they handle these two. That's why we're in the situation we're in right now. Because if the Giants go out and make that mega move to move up in the draft and get a one, two, or three pick to get a quarterback, well, Daniel Jones is a $42 million cap casualty this year. Even if he's a backup quarterback, they'd be the only team in football with a $42 million backup quarterback. Think about it. So they've made some wrong moves. Well, then, then, then they'd be out. Then it would be over after this season. So I guess that would be great if they could trade up and then have Daniel Jones hang around and then that comes off the books at the end of 2024 and then you can kind of move forward. You know what I, you know what I hate about this conversation too, Michael? Is that What's when that? Because I, I, I always want to defend Saquon because I think he's awesome and I, I know how the fan base feels about him and how lovely a guy he seems to be. But then it does get a little more complicated when you start digging into his stats. Like, like where do you put the season that he had? He played, he played 14 games. He scored six touchdowns. He had less than 1,000 yards. If you really start comparing him to, as you said, because I was thinking about it because you said, Michael, you don't, you're not sure whether he's, not, whether he's at the top of the, the list anymore. I mean, if, if you look at it based on yards for a season or yards per game even, you know, let's say you, let's say you don't want to look at it based on the whole season because you know he was injured, even yards per game – He's not. He's out, he's outside the top eight, nine running backs. It's, do you have Do you have the yards per carry in front of you? Because yes, but yards per carry is super tough. Uh, well, I can tell you what his are, but I, I can. It's hard to compare it to the rest of the league because once you pull that stat up, you get all these guys who barely ran the ball at all. Right. Um. So Saquon is. You know. Let's see where is Saquon on this list. He's middle of the pack on yards per carry. And what is what's the number? It is uh, – sorry, I had, I had it as something else here. He's under 1,000 yards in the league rushing this year, which puts him at like 15th overall. Right. Yards per game, he's closer to 10th. Okay. Yards per carry, 3.9. Well, 3.9 is going to get your first down if you give him the ball three times. But the thing with Saquon, why that number is not really indicative of how he plays, there are so many no gain, no gain, no gain, Minus one, 63 yards. I mean, that, that's why the, the, the yards per carry become, you know, bloated because of that one big, big run. But there are so many runs of no gains. And when you watch other teams, if you watch Pacheco and you watch uh, McCaffrey, they find holes. They create holes. Now, they have better offensive lines than the Giants. But it does make you wonder, you know that Saquon's top-of-the-line guy – but is he a top of the line running back at this point? We know he can catch well, passes out of the end zone, out of the backfield, and that's important too. gives It gives Daniel Jones quite an outlet. I mean, but the, I don't the, know about the running aspect of it. The the bet when you look at the best in the league, 
You, you know, your your Christian McCaffrey, five point four per carry. Uh, Derrick Henry, who of course is you know a lot more just a downhill and a free straight, agent, straight ahead running back, four point two per carry. David Montgomery be a good comp. He played in fourteen games like Saquon did for Detroit, rushed for over a thousand yards though, and averaged four point six per carry, and scored double the touchdowns of Saquon. And the thing with Saquon, you say he played fourteen games, right? And this happens every time he's injured. He's tough, and he comes back, and he's not the same guy. For the first five games, when he comes back, he's playing at a lesser level than if he's 100% healthy. So his propensity to get well, injured is something the Giants have to consider. Yeah, and, and again, this is, a, this is a really tough comparison because Breida barely played last year. But, but if you look at Breida for his career, who you can get at, at a much cheaper price, you know, he's at 4.6 a carry for his career. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what it really comes down to is is that, and you even said it yourself, Michael, he doesn't make people, uh, he doesn't drive through people, he makes people miss, but for every big run, there's another one that he loses five or six yards. I mean, the whole idea of why running backs are so devalued in this league is I can get a third-round pick, pay him almost nothing, and if I've got a functional offensive line and my, my offense is clicking, I can get a running back to do a lot. Maybe not quite to the level of Saquon Barkley, but if I'm paying him $6 million a period as a year opposed to 12, boy, I could spread that other $6 million someplace else and really make my team better. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Peter's right. You know, we, we love this guy. And he's a really, really good player. But when it comes down to paying him at the age of 27 for the health issues and for the kind of running back he is, is he getting this team to the level where they absolutely need to be? And in the time it's going to take to do that, would he even be here anyway? I, I, if I could give advice to any parent out there that has a young kid that wants to play football, don't have to be a running back. I mean, this, first of all, the, the shelf life is short, and they don't get paid. They just don't get paid compared to other positions. A long-term deal for a running back is like three years. A long-term deal for a quarterback could be 10. Could, for a wide receiver, could be six. Running backs are not respected in this game. Don't have them be running backs. Just don't. Just move them out and let them be a wide receiver. Bulk them up and let them be a tight end. Don't let them be but, running backs. It's foolish. Know, that's obviously the negative way of looking at it, but the positive way of looking at it is, hey, if I'm a running back, I got a chance of making it into the NFL because, you know, you still need every, there's still a running back. It's not going to pay you a lot of money, but it's, it's, it's a way to maybe be able to get into the NFL and be a contributing factor to a team. But unfortunately, because of the, the, the way the sport is constructed, Michael, is, is it's a passing league now. And, and running backs are expected to do a lot more than what they had to do in the past. And that's what stinks about it is because is they, they risk their, their health, but it's not as lucrative as it is in the other positions. Safety is the same way on defense. And that's why these guys don't get drafted high and they don't make a ton of money, compar- comparably speaking, to the rest of the league. Well, let's hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. Alex in his UPS truck. What's up, Alex? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Hey, I was jumping for joy when Saquon got drafted at two. But in the same draft, we uh, Nick Chubb got drafted by the Browns in the second round. He turned out to be pretty, pretty good. I don't think it's worth to get Saquon back. We need so much more in this team. Well, you know what? A good team, getting some feedback. Thank you, Alex. A good team knows how to manage the cap. They can get whatever they want. Yeah, I know they're selling their soul years down the road, but they know how to manage the cap. You can get that and get other pieces as well. And they have a lot of pieces they need. They need a difference maker on offense. They do. 
And, you know, those that are representing Saquon can say, well, he's the difference maker. They need a great wide receiver. They just do. They don't have that player. They don't have that player. So uh, it, it's something that you, you can do both. You can do both. I bet you that if he's an unrestricted free agent, which he will be if he's not franchised, we'll see how the Cowboys move the money around. Good, good, good organizations know how to move the money around. Well, but you say that, but it, it was the, the mistake of giving Ezekiel Elliott the money that they gave him. It ended up making very awkward for Dak Prescott, and they ended up having to just release Ezekiel Elliott. But, but, Elliott but my, still had a lot left to give. I get it. No, he didn't because he was terrible with New England, but I will tell well, you because New England was terrible. Oh, okay, but nobody else wanted him. I mean, New England's the only one who even <laughs> took a bite. The Cowboys were pretty damn good. Even with their cap problems, they still, I mean, they were upset in the playoffs. People thought that they would go to the NFC Championship right. game. So they, they never put a bad team on the field because no, of their they cap didn't put issues. A bad, no, but the thing is, is that uh, it made for an awkward period of time for sure. And even the guy that was replacing Ezekiel Elliott, they didn't want to pay him either. He had to threaten to hold out. I mean, like, they just don't pay running backs, period. And that's why you don't draft them high. That's why I was not jumping for joy when they took them second overall. Do not draft somebody that high. You're not planning on paying. And that, that, was, the, that was the foolishness of drafting Barkley. Not that he wasn't a great player, could potentially become a great player, but it was the same with Jamal Adams with the Jets. Do not draft a player that high in the first round if you have zero intention of paying him. Right. The only reason that you do that is you're going to get five years out of him at the most. It's, it, it, don't draft the safety in the first round, no matter how good they are. It doesn't make sense because they're not going to sign a second contract. Right. They're just not. Unless you want to pay them. And then if you pay them, then I guess it makes sense. But once they, once, once they get out to, to where they have to make real money and you're not willing to pay them, then what are you, what are you taking? What, what, was, uh, what was Jamal? It was like eighth or ninth. Or it was, I think it was in single digits. And then he had no intention to pay him. Now he's gone. Barkley, second overall, no intention of paying him. And you've gone through all of this heartache with the cap and everything else because you had no intention of giving him big-time money. Let's go to uh, Mike in Long Island. Hey, gentlemen. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <clears throat> I'm actually uh, giving a quick call in because Don, my fiance, was the one who waved at you. Uh, during the Winter Classic, who got you way oh. back on TV? <laughs> Is that, and, was she, and it looked like she was she an Islander fan. I couldn't she, tell. Yeah, she it was, was wearing the orange away. hat and the orange scarf. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looked like an Islander she, fan was waving to me. So, all right, I, I was yeah, not yeah, mugging so for she, the camera. There you go. We'll tell her. <laughs> she's actually a fan. Yeah, absolutely. She's a fan of all three of you guys, Peter. She listens to you on Hot ninety seven. Michael, she's a Yankee fan, so we hear you all the time on the call. What a lady. And then Don, she's a big. Yeah, exactly. That, why I'm why I put a ring on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> uh, but uh, I wasn't there because I was getting some uh, lubrication to continue with the inebriation. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she was sure, she, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she was really excited when she got the way back. But uh, just a comment on the running back point. If you look at the last, I think, you know, 20 teams to win a Super Bowl, last 20 Super Bowls, look at the highest paid running back on each team. It's guys that you could even pick out of a lineup. So just continues the point that, you know, running backs don't, you know, just don't get paid. They're not worth it. But there, there are aberrations, though, Mike, because the 49ers came pretty close to winning the Super Bowl, and they had a $16 million a year running back. Christian McCaffrey is one of those outliers, and I think that's why every running back has this, uh, this jealousy, this wanderlust well, about getting that kind of money. The Panthers gave him all that money and then couldn't trade him soon enough. So he's, he's the guy that right. makes $16 million a year. I just think that's the outlier. But, but but even the outlier 
Carolina gave him that contract. San Francisco saw how close they were, and they were willing to take on that kind of a contract because they had room for it. If they had to renegotiate his contract right now, Michael, coming off a Super Bowl appearance, they would not give him $16 million. But in that particular moment, they thought it was worth it because they were close, and they were close. They would have gone to the Super Bowl last year had Purdy not gotten hurt in all likelihood, and they went to the Super Bowl this year. But if he was a free agent now, Michael, would they give him $16 million a year? Well, or would they be hemming and hawing like every other team that's got a running back as a free agent? Well, he's a lot older than he was when he, he signed right. the deal, but I hear what you're saying. It's just it's it's not a wise investment, and, it, and it's bad because that one dumb owner always upsets the apple cart. That's why... Um, Saquon wants the money he wants because he sees McCaffrey make 16 and the Giants don't even want to pay him 12. All right, we got a lot to do. 1-800-919-3776. One of the greatest pitchers of all time. And that's not hyperbole. It's Greg Maddox. He did it in a different way than most. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Zach Brazilla of the New York Post is going to talk about Rick Pitino who refused to walk back his comments today. Refused. Really? He said, I didn't say anything wrong. Oh, wow. I didn't Special. insult anybody. So he didn't insult anybody saying they couldn't move lottery. So in, in Rick Pitino's world, if there's a woman out there that's grotesquely overweight, he can say it because it's the truth. It's not an insult, but it's the truth. So I could say it. I mean, it's, to double down on it, you thought he might backpedal, Peter. He doubled down. I, I thought he'd have to apologize. You know what he's doing, Michael, though? He's doing it again. Say, uh, no, as the, yeah, basically, as the kids say, he's standing on business. That's the thing. And as Don would say, he'll do it again. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, spring training isn't just for baseball players. It's time for you to get into shape and ready for the warmer weather. For over a decade, NJ Diet has helped thousands of people lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. That's nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements to get you to shed that fat quickly. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help to keep the weight off. You're fully supervised the entire time to make sure you're burning fat, not just losing water. And you even get Dr. T's personal email and phone number. Locations close by are available from home with live online consultations. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. Get ready for spring with NJDiet.com. Hey, listen up. It's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing beats my friends at Legends Limousine. I use them. They're great. They're efficient. They're friendly. The cars are perfect. It is the way to go if you're going anywhere. I felt the difference, and let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I needed a ride to the airport or when we were coming back from out of town, we chose Legends, and we could not be happier because they're so good. The commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them. I really do. And so should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS. That's 1-888-534-3637. Again, 1-888-534-3637. And use the code ESPN10. That's ESPN the number 10 to snag 10% off. Travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I want to remind you it's game time. Brought to you by Telemardu Irish Whiskey. The local hockey teams are back indoors after a weekend at MetLife. The Rangers host the Stars with coverage immediately following us right here on 98.7 with Don doing the play-by-play. The Islanders are in Pittsburgh to face the Penguins with coverage on 1050 starting at 630. And the Devils are in D.C. taking on the Capitals with a puck drop at 7. Pittsburgh's right behind the Islanders. So this is a big game for the Islanders after losing that tough overtime game. That's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it is indeed Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish Whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. All right. Uh, since we're talking a little football, I do want to you know, slip this little um, nugget in. Yesterday, I sat down, not much going on, not much on TV, none of the locals playing, no basketball, and I watched the first two episodes of The Dynasty about the New England Patriots on Apple TV. It's tremendous. I, I, they have footage and mic'd up um, pieces of action from 25 years ago that are just like you'd never seen them before. And they, and they got Belichick to sit down. They got Brady to sit down. All the main guys, all the main actors, Robert Kraft from the the, the, the Patriots dynasty. It's tremendous. I know, Peter, you watch one, episode one. It's so well done. It's like right along the lines of Michael Jordan's Last Dance. That's how good it is. So I, I tell you all. I had not thought about it, nor did I really remember that it happened, to be honest. like I, th- I, I thought you were talking about the Cowboys series, which is coming out at some point soon mm-hmm. and then i was like oh patriot series i saw don's response i'm which good we'll get to which uh, and I'm, good. I'm good so i thought let me i said just to stir the pot let me watch and see if it's good because then i can no doubt foresee another fight between me michael and don like we had over the uh, we are the world documentary right so i i watched it michael i was taken aback by the how much stuff they have from back then like Seeing Brady when he is a nobody is fascinating. Yep. There's no there's no getting around that like when he was just a regular rookie who nobody cared about, hearing him actually talk and interact with other rookies who are not of serious import. And then honestly, guys, I just wasn't Obviously, you you would think looking back that everybody remembers every moment of it. I was not dialed into the Patriots in 2001 to particularly have cared when Brady first came in. Like, yes, I remember hearing Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Sure. And then, of course, I remember the, the Super Bowl run. But, Michael, I wasn't paying attention during the regular season to when Bledsoe comes back and what are they going to do. I, I thought it was fascinating. And, Michael, how about when they, they, cut, they show the interview of Belichick 
talking about uh, what what's going to happen when Bledsoe returns. Yep. He talks just – it's why you can't listen to a word he says now. Because he's he just does the exact same low key, keeping everything beneath the surface. But you could tell Bledsoe got a pretty quick idea when he initially talks to Belichick, and Belichick goes, "Why don't you come on back and we'll see you know see where you're at." He pretty much figured out quickly. I, I think I lost my job. Yeah, they have a really extensive interview with Bledsoe too. And, and, and my point is, for all those people that argue, you know, it was all Brady and not Belichick. When you watch this and you realize, excuse my language that Belichick put his ass on the line to have Tom Brady stay the starting quarterback when Robert Kraft was pressuring him to put Bledsoe back in. Bledsoe was a $100 million quarterback. He was like a son to Robert Kraft before Tom Brady became that said son. And really, he had done the same thing in Cleveland where he got rid of Bernie Kosar, and they were hanging him in effigy. This He was not Bill Belichick yet, and he made a stand and said, this guy is better for us than, uh, than, uh, than Bledsoe. If he doesn't do that, there is no Tom Brady, and there probably isn't a Bill Belichick. So please don't tell me that Brady could have done what he did without Bill Belichick and vice versa because Tom Brady would not have gotten a shot. They carried a fourth quarterback the first year, and then the second year he takes over when Bledsoe gets crushed by against the Jets, almost died, by the way. And then when he's ready to come back, Belichick still wouldn't put him in despite the owner well. saying, put him in. That and that's also that's also a, a lesson that I thought that part was an interesting lesson on what good ownership looks like. I mean, Kraft wanted to be loyal. He he took the message from Bledsoe. He went to the coach. He said, "Hey, I think we should go back to Bledsoe." Coach was like, "No." And basically, Kraft just goes, hey, listen, this is your thing. If it fails, it's on you, but go for it. And he, and he told Bledsoe, you know, it, it, trust me, it's not in your best interest or mine to force you to play if the coach doesn't want you to play. Yeah. And he let Belichick do what he did, and, and now, now we're stuck with his dynasty. And, and again, if you, if you people watch it, you realize how much Belichick meant and how he saw something in Brady that no one else saw. And Brady was just like a goofy kid. But he did come up the, the – he introduced himself to Kraft after he was the 199th pick in the draft. He introduced himself at camp and said, oh, Mr. Kraft, I'm Tom Brady. And Kraft goes, I know who you are, six-round quarterback from Michigan. And Brady told him, without skipping a beat, I'm the best move that your organization is ever going to make. Turned out to be quite true. Pretty amazing stuff. I can't wait for episode three. I hate them. And I wouldn't think I'd have any interest, so I know where Don is at. But I, 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 ha- I did really enjoy episode one. It, it's and can you believe it when they show Bell uh, a craft getting introduced, Michael? It's thirty years ago, almost yeah. to the day. Thirty they, years. It's a long time. They you have just a video. They have a video of, of Brady in his first house, like goofing around and playing. I mean, I don't, I don't know where they got this stuff. But a house it, that he was sold by. Yeah, a house the, that Ty Law sold to. Him. Yes, it's produced by like. Ron Howard and, and Brian Grazer, so or Gla- yeah, Bra- Gra- Grazer, and uh, I mean it's big time production, so it's a, it's magnificent. I can't recommend it up. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mike and Elizabeth. Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Can I join? Sure, you may. Hey, man. Hey, you guys see what uh, Baker Mayfield's uh, contract is about to he's about to get? No. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is. No, no, just tell us the contract first. Then I want to guess what the, the point is you're trying to make. It's looking like he's going to get three years, $75 million. Okay. 
Wow. So, uh, so let me guess. You're not happy with Daniel Jones' contract? Well, I'm, everybody's saying they had to give him that. They had to give him that. They had no other options. Well, I, I guess the you know the Buccaneers saw value in him. I just think they could have made better moves instead of giving Daniel Jones all that money and be stuck. I kind of agree with Mike. They could have probably signed by, uh, Barkley, put pressure on Jones, you know, tell him that, you know, we got other options. We don't have to pay you, and you never know. If he goes bad, you're still in the same position, and if it goes right, Baker Mayfield's numbers are pretty good. He's taking two teams to the playoffs, one playoff game. But one, one like thing, I said, I Mike, I mean, the, 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 the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks. They were in dire need of a quarterback, and they took a flyer on Baker Mayfield for $1.5 million. No other team wanted him. Right. So it was $1.5 million. You know, he had a great year, and he took them to the playoffs, and they won a playoff game, so now he's going to get rewarded. But still, as you said, three years, $75 well, million bucks. But Baker Mayfield was without a job. He got released. But, that, but that's, that's, that's really nothing. $25 million a year for a quarterback is nothing. It's, it's, no, you're that's right. what I'm saying. That's what you I know, that, and, Don, and, that, Don. That's what I took from it was that given the year Mayfield had and what he accomplished with yeah. that team, he still got almost fifteen million less than Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's what and, I took. And, 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 and Daniel Jones' contract is really just two years at eighty million dollars, so they can get out after this season. But if if Daniel Jones had built off of what he did last year, and maybe he would have if the offensive line was better and he didn't get hurt. And then it's possible that the four years at $40 million each could have looked like a bargain. Because for a starting quarterback that can get you to the playoffs, $40 million for your quarterback is nothing. And you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of response on Twitter, and we hear this all the time about Saquon. Like, he's their weapon. He's their only weapon. The Giants are trying to stop that from happening again. <laughs> they, they don't want a team. When your team's best player is your running back, there's something wrong with your team. And, and that's why they probably don't want to have that happen again, where they're so reliant on Saquon Barkley and not getting play anywhere else, and they probably feel like that money could be better spent someplace else. Now, we'll find out if they're right, but that's clearly what they're saying, guys. They want to get out of the Saquon being our best player market, and, and I can't fault them for that because where has it gotten them, really? Well, I mean, but the flip side is if somebody's a great player, you want to keep them around. So, I but, mean, there's but not always going to be a great player. Yeah, at that position, but, but see, that's, see, it's inconvenient. Because that's the problem. We keep you know, circling around the, the elephant in the room is that he's a running back. Like, in every other sport, how the, the, his ability and how vibrant he is and the personality that he has, and he's a good kid. If this is hockey, this is basketball, this is uh, baseball, especially baseball, you're, you're, maybe you're paying a little extra for that. In basketball, because he would be your own player, you would be able to give him a little bit more because you drafted him. But in hockey and baseball with these hard, with hockey and, and football with the hard caps, it's really hard to be able to do that, and especially football being the outlier because the running back position is just not valued. The, the worst thing for Saquon Barkley is he's a running back. Let's go to Dylan in Plainview. What's up, guys? Hey, Dylan. Hey, hey Don. What's up, buddy? Um, I have a question for you, Don. First, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to ask the, the other guy the question. Um, my question is, so... Like, I'm a big Jets fan, but, like, I don't understand, like, I've been watching Zach Wilson lately, and he doesn't look like he's doing that well to me. And my lately? question is... Late, lately? Oh, all right, thanks, Dylan, for the right. phone call. You, lately. Right. You, 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 like, watching him on vacation? 
That's the, that was, yeah, I wanted to hear where the prank the tapes was going to go. No, I'm sorry. I, could, I, I, could, I couldn't continue that. I was going. curious if, to where it was going to go. No, if he I, was, I thought it was going to go off listen, a cliff, Peter. I thought somebody he, was going to get if, hurt. If he was nervous or something else, I feel bad. If it was a work, I don't feel bad at all. But I don't know. Yeah, what I, think, it, I think it was, it was really that much up in the air. You think it was a work, Peter? <laughs> yeah, I think he was. I think he was heading towards a prank of some sort. But well, you know what? We no, I, I think. I think he was just nervous. There was something going on there. So you would have stayed with it, Don. So you, you're no, no. Uh, the right thing was done. It just had. It's just a matter of how badly I want to feel about it. But the right thing was done. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe I'm just a bad guy. I, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> no, you shouldn't feel bad. I mean, I, I don't like what I'm seeing of Zach Wilson lately. Lately, lately. Huh. If, if 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 this were last September, I I'd, I want to see the call through. <laughs> but it's not it's not September 2022. It's February 24. So timing is everything, buddy. Don, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about a car? You know what? I like talking about cars, and I like talking about <sighs> Mazda cars. You know that. You know why? Because it's 2024. You know what 2024 is? 2024 is this year. You know what's happening this year? Mazda. You get That's more. What's happening this year. Because you get more at Mazda from Ramsey Mazda, right there on Route 17 North in Ramsey, New Jersey. Because they've got it going on with more selection and more savings. For a limited time, they'll waive the first lease payment. Lease a new 2024 Mazda CX-90, just $399 a month. And now get your first lease payment on them at Ramsey Mazda, Route 17 North in Ramsey. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for lease details. Excludes tax, title, and registration. Zero security deposit. VIN R11454418. MSRP 41565 Ends 229.24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Spring training update on 98.7 ESPN is driven by Ramsey Mazda. We'll hear more from uh, Aaron Judge later, but Aaron Judge did say he still thinks that there's a move that the Yankees might make, that there's still more to come with all the free agents on the market. Uh, he said that last year. I said that last year, and I think the Yankees are always working, but I think the likelihood of them making a significant big move, probably not great. It's certainly not non-existent, but I wouldn't say it's great. Uh, another thing that he said that you know got everybody's attention is that the, the toe that he injured last year in L.A. in Dodger Stadium will require constant maintenance throughout the rest of his career, but right now it's feeling fine. Uh, our first Yankee broadcast on Yes!, uh, we'll have Carlos Rodon on the mound Sunday at 1 p.m., Yankees against the Blue Jays. So that's the first Yankee spring training broadcast on Yes. That's the spring training update. Driven by Ramsey Mazda, it's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Ira in Staten Island. Ira. Hey, Michael, Don Peter. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ira. How you doing? How's it going? All good, all good, guys. So, listen to you talk a little about Brady and Belichick and you want to Charlie Weiss in there. You know, it just it, it brought me back to, you know, memories, unfortunately, bad memories of that 2000 draft when the Pats were smart enough to take them in the sixth round after a lot of teams passed on them. But I remember Semini had put out a story, and I distinctly remember this, 
I think the scout's name was Jesse K. I'm not 100% sure if it was him. This guy was pounding the table in the fourth round, in the fifth round, in the sixth round. Now, they already had taken Pennington in, in the first round, but and they, he was begging to take Brady, and they didn't, and you know the story. And I'll tell you the truth, I don't care if I got Mahomes. I don't care who I have. Every year, I'm taking a late slider on a quarterback if I have the extra pick, just in case you find a guy like Brady. You just never know. You know, Ira, you, I don't know if you've watched the, uh, the, uh, the documentary. You should. You would love it just because you're a football fan, and we thank you for the phone call. But they also have, they have video of the war room for New England the year they picked Brady. And they, they, they said, hey, we don't really need a quarterback. We have Bledsoe. But he was the best player available when they took their pick. So they said, we're going to do it? We're going to do it? Yeah. And, and, and again, Belichick's the guy who said, yes, do it. So everybody said Belichick has nothing to do with Brady's success. They're wrong. He has everything to do with it. His fingerprints all over it. And if you're Tom Brady, I wonder if you know if this was in the, the first episode, Peter. Um, uh, imagine why he feels the way he does and why he had a chip on his shoulder. The, 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 the 49ers took Giovanni, uh, what was his name? The, the kid from Bernard? Hoffman. No, Giovanni. No. Uh, Giovanni uh, Vinci from WWE. No, shut up. Uh, oh, my God. Giovanni Caro- Carmazzi, that's it. And, oh, uh, you know, never made anything. Never made anything. So, I mean, that's who Brady wanted to play for, obviously. So he carried a chip on his shoulder the whole time, and he walks in as the sixth-round draft pick and becomes the greatest of all time. Pretty amazing. Dove and Passaic. Dove. Hey guys, good afternoon. Hello. I am. Uh, I, yeah, hi guys. How are you? Great, hey, Dove. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm on the best sports radio station. Um, That's right. Best show in the nation. Thank you. Um, okay, I, I wanted to share an experience I had last week. I'm a I'm a teacher, and after teaching, I supplement my income by working for Uber. I wow. picked up a customer. Yeah, I picked up a customer in Hackensack. And I was listening to the podcast. But when I get a customer, I usually switch it to music, because usually the customers like music. So I, I was switching from the podcast to um, to music, and this lady, like a seven-year-old lady, she goes, why are you switching? I love the Michael K. show. And I said, uh, you tell me, I've been listening for 22 years. She said that her best friend, her cousin, right, they share an uncle. His name is Danny Aiello. Wow. And that, um, yeah, and I said, what a small world. And uh, I just, uh, I figured I wanted to share that with you. I figured you'd really enjoy hearing that, um, you know, that little coincidence in what a small world it is. Yeah, I want to ask you an Uber question, Dove. You ready? Sure. When you yes, pick sir. up, a, like, we, we had an, uh, an Uber driver in Tampa who never shut up. Do you talk or do you wait until they start talking to you? Um, I have my spiel. I, I'm actually one of those drivers that offer them water. And then I say, if you um, ask about, I inquire about the You're a water guy, huh? I, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm back eight years. I'm an old fashioned uh, Uber driver. Okay. And um, I inquire whether they, uh, if they're warm, hot, the temperature. Right. And then I usually, te- I usually tell them, you know, you want to charge your phone. And then I end it by saying, if you need anything, please let me know. I'm happy Perfect. to help. Perfect. If they, if they, th- that's the way it should be done. Yeah. If they want to speak, 
then I'm all open for it, you know, and I've met some very interesting, nice people um, across the board, and I have a very high rating with Uber and a very pleasant experience, and as a rider also, I think it's a, it's pretty neat to have on-demand uh, um, taxi. Well, um, you sound like you're a five-star guy. Thank you, Dove. It's just it's just amazing to me. Like, the guy we had in Tampa just never shut up, and you could see he he, he probably was a lonely dude and just want a conversation, and I, I can't I, I can't take it. I, I, I mean, I, 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 you could put your face in the phone, and still people are very chatty, uh, and in Uber, you could actually say you don't want talking, but I don't want to be that guy, you know? I think people should just know their space. Do you like to talk in an Uber, Peter? Um, I don't generally, I, I, I don't always select the don't talk to me cause I feel bad. Yeah, me too. And then, and then sometimes I I'm happy to chat and, and I've met some very interesting people, but yes, there are the guys who, who you got to read the room. It's like any social experience. It's gotta be a back and forth. If you're sensing a back and forth, have a back and forth. But when you realize you're talking to yourself, it's basically Don doing the Game Misconduct podcast. Then it's time to pipe well, down. That was really mean. No, no. I just mean that Don talking to himself when he does a pod. Well, he doesn't anymore. But when he did, if you're doing a podcast by yourself, you should probably keep it moving. But I mean, but there are a lot of listeners to that great podcast. So he's Wait, not no, talking no, no. to himself. Don, did you understand what I was saying? I understood what you're saying. Now that I've included I, Anthony, it's it's less applicable, but I understand it. it what you're talking about is just one person speaking. Exactly. Michael's trying to make it sound like I'm saying no one listens he's to trying, your podcast. He, that's not what I was saying. He's trying to create a little bit of something, something there. He's such a bad guy. And I'm glad Every you wouldn't opportunity. have it. No, I wouldn't. I'm glad you wouldn't have it. Greg Maddox is going to join us in a moment. Again, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. And Peter's going to tell us about what we should do if we're feeling a little blue. Oh, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, Michael. Thank you so much. Yes, this is a commercial message for better help. Common misconception about good relationships that they're easy, but sometimes the best relationships have conflict. And despite the conflict, friends, you know what they do, Anthony? They persevere. That's what they do. They persevere. Even me and Anthony, we have our bad moments. Sometimes two or three times a week. But guess what? We persevere. We talk through the disagreements. And guess what? If you want to get help with all of your relationships, whether it be romantic, personal, or professional, all you got to do is go over to BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about therapy, BetterHelp is a fantastic choice, all right? Give them a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Peter today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Peter today. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.